Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Podcast with the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with season three, episode 62. And boy, oh boy, on to round two we go, Andy. After a crazy game seven, we come back from 3 1 to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in seven games in overtime, and Aaron gets it done. Holy shit, I am whispering right now because I have a newborn sleeping in the other room, and I won't live to see round two if I wake her up. So, Andy, <laughs> if if you if you could scream, you could scream for me. If not, I totally understand. I'm, I'm sure, you know, uh, your wife would appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, she probably would. Luckily, I'm in the office, the door closed. So I won't scream, but uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so peek behind the curtain. James and I uh, had to work a little bit late tonight. So we were both watching the game at work and we went through the general rigmarole of what uh, a Rangers fan goes through just you know, cursing out this team, you know, high-fiving when they tie up goals and they get the equalizers and then bemoaning when they dumb, dumb, lazy plays and stick checking and just not being able to break the puck out of their own end. And then they're down again. And I think I made a crack to James. I was just like, you know what, man? I don't even know if I want to watch this third. You just, they, you feel like they didn't have, have it, but you know, uh, big part of being a Rangers fan and a sports fan is you're always a hypocrite. No matter what you say, you can say, you don't care. You can say, you know what? I'm done with this team. You could say, I'm not going to watch. I'm just going to spare myself the indignity, but you can't help it. And much like this team is done all year, much like this team is done all series and much like this team is done every time they're down, they're never out. And Savannah Jed picked a hell of a time to show up. Thank God. And uh, there's a lot to talk about for this game. Um, it is very late. You know, James, I do have to work tomorrow. This episode drops early. Uh, but again, we'll we'll probably just give our general thoughts on this game. But without being too specific to start, I just want to say, you know, wow, I was jumping, watching on my phone on my way home. I was uh, jumping up and down on the streets of New York, <laughs> just exclaiming, people were laughing at me. I didn't care. They were pointing at me. Some random guy came over and gave me a high five. He didn't even know why. And I showed up my phone and he's like, oh, all right, Ranger. Yeah, I know. I always lose my mind. I'm like, put air in the front, man. Oh, dude, mess your game seven away. You know, but like I said, uh, that's, it was, uh, I think it was one of the, 
that's the beautiful thing about sports, right? Is that just the as frustrated and sick and nauseous as I've been during this entire series and the fact that it was so agonizing to get to this point. I mean, is there any feeling like winning, you know, overtime in a game seven? <laughs> I don't know, man. So I'm eating ice cream at eleven forty at night as I record a podcast, knowing I'm not gonna get a lot of sleep, but I'm happy as a clam. Yeah, adrenaline will take me all day tomorrow. It's one of those games where you just know that, you know, listen, I gave up on the Rangers. It's it, there's that's no secret. I never kept that a secret. I gave up on this team. I was almost rooting for them. Well, I was rooting for them to lose just to break my heart, shatter it, get it over with, get the pain done. It's like ripping a Band-Aid off. Just rip it off. Why do we have to wait till game seven for them to break our hearts? And, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, there are a lot of games here that the Rangers won, and I felt like Pittsburgh was the way better team. And, you know, I give it up for Pittsburgh. You know, they moved the puck so well. They just won every loose puck. Uh, their neutral zone play, they knew how to transition with numbers. It just felt like the Rangers were always behind the eight ball, chasing them around in our own zone. It, there was just so many things that the Pittsburgh Penguins did that just put us in a tailspin. And, you know, I don't know what it is. I really, honestly, I can't put, I can't put a sense on what it is that makes this Rangers team persistent and uh, able to just come back from adversity, like constantly. It's not even like they've done it a couple times. They do it. They did it constantly all season. They did it, you know, all throughout this round. You know, for them to be down, you know, uh, you know, they were down two one, and then they were down three two, and you know, they had scored a late goal in the third period. And then, you know, they get a break in overtime with a power play. And, you know, Artemi Pernarin, who really hasn't, you know, shown up and, and the true Artemi fashion that we all know and love from the regular season, you know, gets a goal, which I am sure he is so happy to get that goal and just feel like he's got the monkey off his back now. And, and hopefully he can get that line going because right now the Rangers, you know, Andy, tell me right now. I mean, New York Rangers, we need to learn how to compete quick because round two is coming. Yeah, we're in trouble. Yeah, uh, you know, I we do know that uh, we think round two is going to start on Wednesday. So this team has uh, basically two days to get healthier. <laughs> You know, try to get some win back against a Carolina team that closed it out in uh, yesterday night in Game Seven. Uh, you know, and I from from what I know, I don't know if they had too many injury issues. You can maybe say Ranta, obviously, but um, who has been very good, so that'll be a challenge, or at least he's been very good at home. Uh, but I mean, I you know, I'll, I'll we'll keep it on the positivity train for right now. I mean, oh, absolutely. New York, this New York Rangers team is the first team in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs, in the history of the playoffs, to record three consecutive comeback wins in elimination games within the same series. <laughs> I'll say this: we both know the Rangers are a deeply flawed five-on-five team. Uh, we've saw all series the fact that they're too static; they don't move their feet enough. Too much stick checking trouble eliminating cycles in their own end uh just their awareness around their own net is flawed but that being said you have a team like the la kings who just went to seven games with 
the Edmonton Oilers. And yes, obviously they had to go up against uh, McDavid, who was getting double shifted. But you have a team like the, uh, the Kings, who are literally solid across the board. They're like literally the median average team in the league for just like, you know, good at generating five on five chances. Not great. Just good. Like good at defending their own net and slot. They're good. Not great. You know, good at whatever. Good power play. Not as good as the Rangers, but, you know. Just good. They, you know, they generate gold. Whatever. They're just solid. He's solid contending team. Yet. They don't have that je ne sais quoi that the New York Rangers have this year. And yes, you can maybe say uh, that's a big function of the je ne sais quoi is having elite finishing talent like the Rangers, even if most of them had their head up their asses. Most of the series, the Rangers do have Panarin, who was their hero in OT. They do have Adam Fox. You know, they do have uh, Mika's manager and Chris Kreider, you know, so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this team is on is comfortable with being uncomfortable, and that is something that's very valuable in the playoffs. And yeah, I mean, listen, I, they obviously have an even taller task uh, against them in round two, but I do have to give them props for making it through the series in which they were most like outplayed a lot. You know what I mean? They just, and you know, I think that what I'm actually, the fact that they weren't perfect and hell, even it's not like Igor, you could say he really stole this series for them. Obviously he was brilliant in game one, but lost in double OT despite face the amount of shots he faced. He was good the second game and, and, they won, which was nice, and they split. But then, obviously, he got chased in back-to-back games um, in Pittsburgh, right? Um, so it's not, you know, and he struggled even, I would say, uh, in, uh, in game five. He was a little bit better in game six, and then he was brilliant tonight. He was very good. So he worked his way back. But you can't say, it's not like he's, like, the only reason the Rangers, because at times, he was not good either. So. It's it's all of them. It's just, you know, they this is a group that they can get what they need from one or two of their guys when when they need it, you know, and it's it's mostly headache inducing and it's uh, heart rate raising and it's frustrating and it's annoying. And a part of me wishes, man, I wish this team was a little bit older and I wish their system would they played a better system and they kept move their feet and their five on five generation was better and they could break out their end a little better. But that being said, there are so many teams that can seemingly do that and just have don't have what the Rangers have. And Toronto Maple Leafs, you could say whatever you want about them. They were a good team this year. They had a great regular season, but it didn't help. Didn't do the damn thing for them. They outplayed the I. They arguably outplayed the Stanley Cup champions, at least from in terms of playing you know aggressive five on five generation pressure generating system and games. And they won most of their games by game score and and just but. You know, Tampa's got it. They got the sauce, baby. And hopefully the Rangers are developing that. And, you know, but, you know, like James said, uh, the next round is is a whole nother animal. So they better hope that they can they feel like they're playing with house money going into this next series. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I'm going to continue on this positive train because I was certainly negative and I had every right to be. I mean, you did. It wasn't, you know, the last podcast I was super negative. I gave up on them, but that was also before game six. So, you know, you look at the performance that Mika had, look at the performance Kreider's had, 
you know, Panarin gets a, you know, a huge goal, biggest goal of the season, obviously on the power play there at the end, win it and, and move us on. You know, it, you can say what you want about Igor, but I, as bad as Igor was at times, I never really thought that the Rangers did anything in front of him to really help him. I mean, they gave up a lot of open shots in the slot that he had no chance with. A uh, couple really awkward, weird bounces where you didn't even see that in the regular season. You know, the one off the, you know, when the one off um, uh, Nemeth Skate, it just, you know, it just seemed like it just wasn't meant to be at so many different times in this series. And, you know, the fact that he was able to, you know, right the ship and just give us a chance to win. And the fact that Rangers stepped up, you know, you got to applaud them. And I said, listen, if the Rangers win the round, I will be back being positive and I will be positive this entire series. I promise you. I, you know, I don't want to deter anyone from listening to this because, you know, I, I, this means so much to me. It's sickening. And, you know, I am just as, as much as I got to keep my voice down, I am like screaming on the inside and I don't know if I'm even going to be able to sleep. Um, but Andy, you know, we kind of touched on this point and, you know, this is kind of want to, you know, move on to the next round and kind of give, you know, your thoughts on it. But you know, Pittsburgh was one of those teams where they have a ton of experienced bodies, right? And, you know, it's, I'm not just talking about Sid the Kid and, and Malkin, but, you know, guys like Carter, you know, even like Getzel's now stepping up as being like one of the best players and just kind of pure goal scorers alongside Sidney Crosby. You know, it just, you know, I almost felt like the Rangers might have been better off playing one of the one seats than Pittsburgh. You know, given their system, given their coaching style, given, you know, their ability to, you know, score in bunches, take control of games, move the puck. And, you know, not that, you know, Carolina doesn't do all those things. I just think Carolina's just built way differently than Pittsburgh. And it could suit the Rangers a little bit better than, than the Pittsburgh style. Well, it's weird because it's like the, you would have thought by judging by the regular the season. It would be the opposite. They, you know, the Rangers handled their business the regular season versus Pittsburgh, but then they were able to turn it on. But you don't know, you know. I mean, I remember going leading into the bubble, the Rangers handled their business against the Carolina. They won every game in the regular season, and then the, it flipped. So you don't know. You, you don't know how this team's going to respond because they won this t- this round, and Zibanejad finally showed up in the last game and was a mon- had a monster performance tonight against a line that decimated him. And his line, you know, for the whole series. Uh, yeah, you just don't know. Is this team, is Panarin finally going to, does a light bulb go off? I mean, the funny thing is, uh, you know, I think everyone, you know, is used to, oh, it's like, oh, you know, Colorado, they push the pace, but I think they give up a little bit more. I don't think they're as responsible as the Penguins are defensively. So there might be chances there. You know what I mean? that weren't here as available in this series, although it was a high scoring series, you know what I mean? But again, the way they forecheck is aggressive, uh, probably is even more aggressive than the Penguins. They're the number one team in the league at dump-ins and retrievals. So they're confident putting it soft area passes into the zone and getting to it first. We saw uh, that. But, yeah, we saw that. But that being said, I mean... Yeah, this team, I think, unlike this is a team that only needs a, they need less <laughs> quality shifts than every other team in the league, I just think, because they do have elite finishing talent who, you know, you can 
you can get pissed all you want that they don't move their feet enough and they don't play as cohesive as a system. But at the same time, I think, you know, as if who knows, they might not feel the pressure as much in this series a, because they, you know, maybe this is house money. They wanted to make the playoffs. I'm sure they want to go as far as they can. And, but you know, I just think you don't go, you know, I think there's so much pressure on them to make the playoffs this year and they make it. And then it's, but once you're there, you're like, well, now there's pressure to win this round or else that was everything we did. Are we a fake? So now they definitely don't feel like they're fakes or Fugazi as Paul Bissonnette put it. But, um, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe they we see a different team. I doubt it. I think we're still going to be ripping our hair out, and it might not be pretty based on how, uh, you know, just relentless, you know, the Hurricanes are. But, yeah, you just don't know. Who knows? Uh, I think uh, the Hurricanes have been, you know, uh, Ront has been excellent for them. I don't know if Freddie Anderson's coming back anytime soon, but, again, they you can say what you want about... Um, um, Swayman and uh, who's the other one for Boston? Uh, oh, uh, there are other whatever. Is it yeah, Lauzon, whatever his name is. Who am I thinking of? Um, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Boston's goaltenders. Uh, but you know, Igor is <laughs> is not them. He is as he showed it early in the series, and then when it mattered in Game Seven in the series, you know, he's a different kind of cat. <laughs> so, uh, and he was excellent tonight. You know, I mean, I would say. You could say no chance on the first goal, just in front of the net. The Rangers don't do a good job clearing the power play. Uh, uh, what looked like a tip that should have been disallowed, but wasn't on the second goal from Gensel with a stick above the crossbar. So no chance on that. You know what I mean? And then obviously, yeah, that's a hard, that uh, the shorthanded goal, you know, I mean, that's a tough one. You don't really expect that A, um, on a breakaway with that, with you know Keandre hounding him like that, he's going to be able to not only put it Rodriguez put it on his backhand and literally sh- shovel it to the top left only spot, an open spot of the net. But you know, kudos to Rodriguez; it was a hell of a play. But yeah, so he you could t- can't say he was bad because he stood up tall and he made some great saves tonight. And Jari was good at times, was really good at times. But then there was also clearly that OT winner he had to have. Um. You know, and then the other shots that went in, I'd I'd say he probably had no chance in the Kreider goal. It was just a perfectly placed shot, but that Zabanjad's second goal just maybe not getting to his cre- top of his crease quick enough. Um, yeah, uh, Igor is a different kind of uh, is a different breed of goaltender. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, 
an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Um, Listen, Carolina has given up their goal. It's not like they're, you know, they play sound defense and, you know, the Rangers are going to, you know, have to do everything to, you know, uh, know, throw everything at the kitchen, you know, put the kitchen sink. Oh my God, the kitchen sink at them. I'm losing my mind here. But, you know, they're not the Islanders of last year where they just bunker Mm -hmm. down. If they get a lead, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I I did want to ask you. um, We saw Lafreniere getting shifted with Kreider and Zabanajad towards the tail of that game to try to get something going. Uh, he's on the ice when Mika scores that goal. Do you think that's permanent now? Do you think, or do you think he's going to go back to game one to Vitrano, Riders of Anajad? I think he'll go back to it. I, I and think, then put the kid line together. Yeah. And I don't know. You know, it's, it sucked that we were at work and we didn't get to really watch the game in, in as much detail as I would like in terms of yeah. line combinations and playing time. You know, I'm looking right now at the score sheet to see like a guy like Taco, who's had a pretty good series, only get 8:49 playing time. Yeah, I well, heard the kid, kid line was not as good tonight as they yeah. were. Although uh, Lafreniere had his moments and had some jump. So yeah, and you know what? Listen, it's tough, man. Pittsburgh had you know Crosby back. They had Raquel back. You know, uh, obviously, you know, Jari and Nap doesn't really affect the play in front of them. But you know, I I don't I don't know. I just feel like you know. Yeah, it it Kako's first, you know, game seven. It's their first game seven for a lot of these guys, and you know, I, I don't know. I, I I don't look too much into uh, the kid line having a bad game seven. You know, I just look at it more as you know the the guys that should have stepped up did step up, and you know, here we are, we move on, and yeah, I, I hope they feel like the pressure is off a little bit, um, but you know. Again, why not us? You know, it's a best seven. You know, we've beaten we've beaten Carolina during the regular season. We can beat them again. You know, it's you know it's a frustrating thing. Like on the way home today from work, and I I'm on the bus. I'm having a white claw with Gibby and celebrating, and you know you know celebrating with the one other Ranger fan on the bus. And you know, just think about how good this team could be with Goudreau and Blay. You know being healthy and playing just it sucks because they're right there the depth is right there and you know unfortunately for us we can't have a line take a game off we need every single line showing up playing to the best of their ability even more so against the carolina hurricanes that do have depth and you know do have you know the ability to score up and down the lineup you know you just saw you know max domi have a, a huge game for them you know these are the type of players that are going to step up on the Carolina Hurricanes side, we need a third line that can put the puck in the net a few times and alleviate the pressure, um, you know, from the top two lines, um, you know, especially if, if we can't rely on them to even get the job done at times. So this is going to be a top-to-bottom effort if we have a shot here. And, um, you know, I, I really hope that, you know, maybe that game seven, that goal sparks him, sparks the rest of the team into believing that they can do something special because they just came back from a 3-1 deficit against the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, they had to win two games on home ice, and I just feel like, you know, the last time, you know, really I watched New York Rangers hockey and felt as sickening as I did this series when they were down 3-1 was when they lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning where they lost game 7-5 
uh, at home, got shut out, and only won game six on the road. And was like, come on, guys, where's the effort? And, you know, I, I have not flashbacks to that. But, listen, they got the job done. And, you know, here we are, moving on to round two. Uh, you know, backs up against the wall here. You're going to have to prove, you know, that you deserve to be on the ice. Uh, you know, otherwise, Gallant, as you saw tonight, might be, you know, shifting some things around if it doesn't work out right away. So we'll see, Andy. I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, it's going to be tough, but, you know, yeah, but, we're up for the challenge. Yeah. You know, like I said, at this point, I think uh, for them to come through like this, I think, at least for me, I have to say to myself, look, I've said it all series. I know this team is, is has <laughs> warts, lots of them, and it's going to be inducing. But I think the only th- other thing I know for sure is that they won't give up. And just because they lose from here on out, I think we all knew the likelihood of them going very far in this playoffs was slim to none. But we knew they could I, win a round. We knew I they could win a that's round. Why, that's why it ripped, it ripped my guts out for us to be down 3-1 against the Penguins. You know, yeah, we I don't, so close. It doesn't in, really in the- bother me if they, you know, if they get outclassed now by a team that finished ahead of them, rightfully so in the first in the division it's clearly you know been around the the contention picture for a little bit now you know it's a little bit farther down the road um has a bunch of former rangers that'll be interesting obviously that'll be a fun storyline with all the former rangers and tony d'angelo and all this other stuff and but and even ronza basically ronza and old goaltender grand grand and, Brandon, Brandon, he and derek stepan he's even playing um but yeah i mean Tonight's a, this podcast is about the Rangers winning Game Seven in overtime. Uh, Panarin made made a sheepish comment after that, like, you know, I know I, they've been giving me the shooting lanes, and I haven't been shooting enough, so I decided I should probably do that, and I guess I should maybe shoot it more. Yeah, no shit, Brett. Yeah, and, shit. You know, I he he's hurt clearly. I mean, obviously, I can see that avoiding contact, but you know, I think it's not to say he can't find ways to be effective effective johnny goodrow had, has finally had a good series for calgary and it's not like he's going to run around running guys and you know brett has skill that other players don't have but you just he's got a great shot just put it on net i don't care he always wants to create and do too much but just put it on net you know brett you have he's got a shot like get it to the net and it works it's it's, always, that's what's been working it's for them always fluky in the nhl always fluky and you know you look at I don't know. You just look at the penguin. How many times did they just throw the puck on net, or you know, just crash the net? I would and, say most of their goals this series was scored like yeah, that. Or, or by t- high tips. Yeah, high tips and just random shots. Did they honestly? Direction. I don't. Outside of like yes, obviously on a breakaway. Did they? Did they get like were any of their goals just like yes? They had one timers for un- in open nets when passing across the crease, but like game four. They how had, many? Did they have any shots where they just took a shot? that was clear-sighted and Igor just bungled it. No, they didn't. <laughs> but the no. Rangers had a bunch on Jari, obviously clear-sighted shots on Jari and um, uh, DeSmith and, and uh, Deming, Louis Deming. Jesus, we faced three different goaltenders this year. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, so that's the thing, I think. If they, it's, I think that's the why we're we were so frustrated at time, James, because it's not like it's not even like asking them to be a better generating team. Like you don't have to generate as much offense, but just make sure they don't 
guy doesn't beat you to the post because you don't think they're watching all the game film that the Rangers have provided. It's like, oh man, this is a team that does like, if you work them behind the net, they run around and they run out of position and they second guess themselves and then you could beat them to the post and the, there's a wide open net there, you know? So that's going to be in the scouting report. So they better pull their head out of their ass and realize we need to do everything faster. We need to have uh, more available breakout options. Our forwards need to do a way better job of coming back for support. They did a horrible job this series, I have to say, you know, which is because I've seen them do it this year. Just, I mean, they didn't they're, do they're it nearly la- enough. They're just flat out lazy at times. And, <laughs> and you've yeah. got to just always keep your feet moving. I don't care if you're out there for 30 seconds. Keep your feet moving, especially in the offensive zone. That's how you draw penalties. You know, in the defensive zone, it's the difference between, you know, getting that stick in a passing lane and not. You know, there, it's just there's so many benefits you get just from keeping your feet moving. And, you know, I listen, I know Galan is not an X's and O's guys, but this this team can be better and sharper in the defensive zone, not, you know, bum rushing the puck and then have it squirt out and lose the battle, especially if you're losing battles, especially if Pittsburgh is winning those, you know, scrums along the boards and it squirts out their point and they just go D to D. I mean, they went D to D so many times and then, you know, leaves them with a clear lane, you know, for a shot towards the net with. And they got guys hounding the net, you know, you know, and they knew that that's what it was going to take to beat Igor. So, you know, I, I just really wish, you know, the Rangers would just throw pucks, more pucks on net, even if they're shit shots, just throw the pucks on net. But you gotta crash the net, get in lanes, just take away, you know, any space and 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 you know foresight that you know Ranta can have, you know. You never know. There could be a rebound. There could be a fluky deflection off their own player. You just never know. Yeah. Sorry, as, as we're doing this, it's just interesting to, because I'm doing the roundup for any notable post game quotes. Obviously, a bunch of Pens fans and the Penguins were mad that they felt on the tying goal um, <laughs> where Pedersen's helmet fell, fell off. And then he had, because him and Lafayette were jostling, and Lafayette kind of got him in like a weird headlock as they were wrestling. Um, or like kind of jumped over him and it knocked his helmet off that he had to leave the zone and go to the bench to get a new helmet. Um, so they think that's what cost them the series. Uh, you know, luckily on ESPN, they had the rules analyst said, well, he can just pick his helmet up and put it back on his head and that's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Penguins fans. I know, I know it hurts. I know it's painful, but, um, sorry, you lost. I mean, if anything, <laughs> I'm not even going to mention. It's low-hanging fruit at this point, um, also because I feel morally superior not having it, too, because I know how many... The Rangers lost four overturned possible challenges on overturned goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Literally went against them every single time. You have to stop crying. You know, it's... It, you, the Rangers were down. You blew three leads. <laughs> you lost three games in a row. You couldn't put the Rangers away. It's it's on you. I don't know what, the, what else to say. You know. It. Listen, I, I know we're on the winning end, but I. I know it can be frustrating, especially you know, given that Pittsburgh has had success in the future with this core, and you know, you feel like maybe it's slipping away, and you don't want to go through another rebuild and stuff like that. But at least you got your cup, and you know, if I'm if I'm a Pittsburgh Penguin fan. I, I, listen, I'd be upset too, man. Like, I'd be mad as hell. Pittsburgh was the better team this series, but the Rangers won. Like, I'd be 
Actually, I beat like beyond Matt. You blew, you know, multiple leads. I don't know, man. It's just one of those series where I'm still in shock. Obviously, I'm excited as hell. Obviously, you know, I was screaming on the street when Panarin won game seven overtime. It, yeah, if I'm Pittsburgh, I'd be be more upset with the product on the ice and not just, you know, the refereeing or a botched call. I'd be more pissed about how, you know, your team kind of collapsed, you know, they, they choked. And you can blame it on, you know, Crosby getting hurt or, you know, Raquel getting hurt. But we have our injuries, too. And I'm not saying Crosby got hurt. But listen, Panarin clearly is hurt. Goudreau, who is a huge, you know, factor in us killing penalties, has gotten hurt. And, and just giving us that huge veteran presence and depth got hurt. You know, Sammy Blade at the beginning of the season was excellent for us. He gets hurt. Mott got hurt. Uh, you know, the end of the season. Aaron and Cop were both hurt. You know, listen, it, it's a shit show. This, this this series will go down, I think, as one of the biggest. I, I can't say sh- like shit show in a bad way. It was just one of the more wild series I've seen Frank play in my lifetime, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it was. Yeah, I maybe I can't think of a crazier series. You know, it's weird because remembering back to the the year they went to the cup, obviously that was a crazy series too. Um, they went to the cup final. They came back against Pittsburgh and uh, the Flyers, you know, down three games to one. Um, but, and obviously that series against the, uh, yeah, honestly, that series against the Capitals um, where in- they were literally at home, they were, how many seconds from getting eliminated? Yeah, in Game Five, L- literally they had Henrik went to the bench. They had the extra skater on. They score the tying goal, and then McDonough wins it in overtime after that drop pass from Stepan. And then they go back. They win in in Washington, and then they win OT. Stepan, that famous goal we all know and love now. So yeah, it's good to see that that has not been extinguished in this group because again, that was a Rangers team also deeply flawed and maybe not as good as some of the other top flight contenders, but they had success because they had, you know, they had the sauce, man. I mean, there's so many teams that are, there are teams that are a lot of teams that are middling and good that just don't have it. You know what I mean? Uh, so, the Calgary flames are two, two right now with the Dallas stars. I know. Well, I mean, that, because that, it's only because Ottinger is playing out of his mind right now. I, I mean, listen, listen, if I, I understand I that, good. he's good, but, Listen, it, no one cares. Like, at the end of the day, no one cares. You, like, you got to win the hockey. Like, listen, at the end of the day, Ranger fans might have been mad as hell that, you know, Kako got a goal disallowed, or technically it was Hedl, but, the, you know, Kako play the goalie interference. That, you know, discreet. But at the end of the day, no one cares. The game that went to Pittsburgh. So, at the end of the day, Pittsburgh was up, you know, one nothing in the series. So, you know, it, you, you look at teams like, you know, Calgary and, you know, you know, Toronto and, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you might win the analytical, analytical battle, but you're not hoisting the cup. You're not moving on the round two. And, you know, I, obviously Dallas and Calgary have, you know, another four minutes to play here, but, you know, Calgary was crowning themselves as, you know, you know, queen of the West. If, you know, if Colorado's the king, you know, this was supposed to be the Colorado Calgary, you know, division, uh, conference. And right now, 
<laughs> I don't know if they're going to get out of it. Calgary's got 100 shot attempts on goal. Uh, hockey stat miner on Twitter with a very funny tweet. Dallas winning in addition to the Rangers and the XG model industry will collapse like crypto. True. It, you know what, true. It, it, it's a thousand percent true. I mean, I don't know how you even look at analytics again. If, if yeah. Dallas wins this. Um, I will say this. We didn't really talk about it because obviously we, we, Keandre was excellent this series for his first playoff series. I mean, listen, the reason that's, I know he, he draws the, the he obviously gets the, the tying goal um in the second he draws the penalty in overtime to put the rangers on the power play in overtime uh yeah he you know he wasn't perfect obviously but that's i think that's more a system of just or, or a symptom of their defensive system which stinks and they, it was bad for everyone but man he was a beast and just to see what he's becoming and it was honestly it was pretty cool he him and crosby had clearly been going at it the whole series, right? And then Crosby actually took in the handshake line. He he took time to like say instead of just saying "Hey, great series handshake," you know, he gave him a little tap and he said, "You know, great series." And he clearly said something else to him, you know, gave him props or whatever, or you know, hard fought whatever. And it, that was that was pretty cool because that just lets you know that he's going to be a a stud in this league. He's going to be a star. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, he's yeah have again, contract. Yeah, well. <laughs> Truba did not uh, quit himself very nicely tonight. You know, he's a very, as I've seen throughout the series, he's, he's a, you know, he's a guy you love and you hate because, and I'm no, no, I'm not talking about taking out Sidney Crosby, who ultimately did not have a concussion, by the way. Um, But, you know, Truba can score that goal and lay some big hits that he scored in in game uh, four, or excuse me, in game five. But then he can also take dumb penalties uh, and, you know, <laughs> he'd take four minute minors and all this d- other stuff, you know, in the first minute of a game. But again, I'm trying to be positive. Uh, but yeah, listen, uh, like I said earlier, this team, yes, they're flawed, but it's the, the ride is fun, man. They clearly, there's a good vibe in that locker room. And even when uh, the pundits and, the rest of the league and executives and uh, hell their own fans, me and James, you know, maybe when we count them out and we say, uh, you know, they're embarrassing themselves. They're going to get whatever it's over. They don't give up. And that's all that's important. doesn't matter what we all say. It's, it's up to ultimately it's up to them. And it's definitely, we've know at this point that they're not all going to be, uh, you know, Monet's, but um, yeah, they, they, they have the, the sauce, they have the stuff, whatever it is, they, they have it. So um, that makes me that's the one glimmer of hope I kind of have going into the series where they're clearly the, the underdog, you know, but maybe that works in their favor. I don't know, because they were favored in the last series. So who knows? Yeah, um, you know, I guess to kind of wrap things up, Andy, you know, my final thoughts here is like fucking enjoy it. You know, the New York Rangers are moving on to the second round. It's been a long time since we've been in this position. We're going to be playing a team, Carolina Hurricanes, that in my opinion, have, you know, one of the best NHL rosters uh, in the league right now. They are certainly a candidate to take down the Colorado Avalanche, uh, you know, who is certainly the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, So this is going to be a true test, and this is going to be an experience maker for our young kids and our core that, you know, we're going to need. 
And, you know, if there's one silver lining and we get our asses kicked, it's that, you know, you know, not that I think that we're going to get our asses kicked. I think we actually could be more, a little bit more competitive here is, you know, I just want to see this team, you know, I just want to see this team give a little bit more than they did against Pittsburgh. And it might not, you know, result in a game seven or a game five, even, you know, heaven forbid, if we have a flashback to what happened in the bubble, but, you know, this team, this team is built right now in a way where I think they can win with a few other pieces and they're not big pieces and you can bring in those pieces. They're available. They're out there. They're in the market. You know, we are not, you know, the Arizona Coyotes where, you know, we have to convince someone to come play for us. New York Rangers are going to be able to go out and get depth pieces. You know, they're going to be able to get the mock, the cop, the Toronto's, the trade deadline. You know, we are that close. And, you know, it just takes experience. It takes effort. You know, it takes, you know, moving your feet. It takes winning special teams. It takes our big players stepping up in big moments like they did tonight. And, you know, anything can happen. And, you know, if you're a New York Rangers fan, you should be fucking excited as hell. You should be so happy that we're moving on to the second round and playing, you know, in my opinion, a contender for the Stanley Cup. And, you know, you're competitive in this series. You're right there. You're right there competing for a Stanley Cup this league. So, again, this is pretty special. Enjoy it because it doesn't happen a lot. And, you know, let's fucking go. Let's, ha- let's have a series here. Couldn't say it any better than that, James. That was beautiful and inspiring. I'm ready for the next series already. Um, so yeah, we'll 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 see you all um, on Thursday morning, probably after Game One, if, if Game One is Wednesday night, as we're to believe. Uh, but you're listening to this Monday morning. Enjoy it, enjoy it, guys and gals. This is this is the moments you kind of wait for as uh, you know fans of this team. And uh, right now, I think we're all in seventh heaven. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.